jumping right into it. One of the biggest stories developing right now is, of course, about the economy and the unemployment numbers. As multinational corporations, as hedge funds, as banksters, as the 0.001% are being bailed out right now, everyone else is suffering. Their bailouts, there's a lot of tra there's no transparency, there's a lot of secrecy, but of course, everyone else is left holding the bag from their irrational, very bad behaviors that have essentially screwed us. And now we have new numbers coming in talking about how there are 5.25 million more people on unemployment, making the number a total of 22 million Americans that have filed for unemployment benefits. Now, of course, this has a lot of large ramifications, a lot of things that will impact us in so many different ways that we can't even see right now. But specifically, these numbers are still low, mainly because the lockdown continues. We still don't know exactly how long it will continue. We don't know if there's going to be a wave one, a wave two, a wave three. We're in a very unpredictable situation, but these numbers are still three to four weeks behind the original original numbers since, of course, the bureaucratic state takes a long time to process their paperwork. Some states, they're not even open. Some states are even delayed more than the three to four weeks. Also, why these numbers are a lot worse than just the 22 million is because these numbers do not account for gig workers. If you're an Uber driver and people are no longer using Uber, which they're not, you of course don't get any unemployment benefits because you are an independent contractor working for Uber. Uber, by the way, that's taking a lot of their income, taking a lot of the money from all the drivers out there and is actively working to replace them with robots. Yes, so Uber, Lyft, and other gig workers in this economy don't have the ability to file for unemployment. And that's why when we look at this 22 million number right now that it's at at a total, it's still nothing. It's still going to get a lot worse. And they still want you to pay unemployment though. If you So if they want you to pay unemployment insurance as an independent contractor, because uh, I know the state of Arizona has been like haunting me down. So I'm like, wait, you want me to pay unemployment so then that way I can file unemployment against myself uh, if I lose my job? And we also have, uh, you're talking about self-driving cars out here in Arizona. We have Waymo as uh, Tempe, Arizona is one of like the test grounds for that. So there's actually Google cars where you can, uh, you know, dial it up through some sort of app. And I think there is a passenger there just sitting in the in the seat but it's actually a self-driving autonomous car and they've they've like killed pedestrians and some people biking already now this is important to bring up because some states do allow unemployment benefits for gig workers some states don't but there's a big of course struggle to of course get a lot of these claims and a lot of them are not acclimated i just wanted to make that correction to be uh accurate here on all of our reporting here so yes some uh, gig workers are getting it, some are not. But again, I'm just adding to the whole number being a lot bigger than just to 22 million because of those two big factors there. And unemployment, people not working, people not having jobs, the economy not moving. Obviously, what do you think is going to happen to the economy? It's going to tank. It's going to go down. There's actively crazy nonsense on the mainstream media right now, especially on CNBC, especially with this Kramer guy saying that he has confidence in the economy. And I'm like, how? How is that possible now? Tim, you're the kind of financial guru here. What do you see from these numbers and the larger effects from them? 
And you nailed my name today too. Probably the best you've ever done. So thank you, uh, thank you for that. But to put this in perspective, the U.S. economy has raised almost all the gains since the Great Recession. Now we're only four hundred thousand jobs away, which we're going to blow right through that away from basically having all the jobs that were created over the last uh, you know twelve years all vanishing uh, just you know in the in the blink of an eye. And so that's so we see a chart over here from Zero Hedge where you know just staggering uh, you know unemployment, jobless claims, and I think I, I read some sort of stat where it was it was about uh, we lost about 700 jobs 721 jobs per uh, COVID-19 death and it, yeah it brings the yeah so basically we're only yeah we're only 40 about 400,000 jobs away and we got this article another article over here from uh, from Zero Hedge if we don't get the reopening just right we can start the clock on the second wave of infections and so now they're trying to basically say hey you know we don't want to open up things too early because if we open up too early then it could get round two and trying to say oh well by the way you know you can't get out of your house unless you get the all-important vaccine we also have banks right now, or the, sorry, the Treasury Department has a cash balance has soared to almost a, a trillion dollars uh, because basically what they need, they need to have all these different programs uh, shoring up money for the government so that way they can, you know, quote, unquote, you know, bail, bail us out and, you know, quote, unquote, help us out. Uh, because one of those programs that they designed to try to help us out is the small business loan program. So of course, you know, the one that goes to the people, the 349 billion, uh, you know, that one's running out of money, but you know, of course they've got money for all the big banks and for all the, you know, big pharma and for everybody else who wants, you know, the handouts, uh, you know, moving along here, we got housing starts collapsed by the most in 36 years. Uh, we've got cataclysmic problem for the fang stocks that's facebook apple netflix and google barry diller is the uh he, he ended up buying uh, i believe it was expedia and so it goes on to say that expedia spends five billion dollars a year in advertising this year they're probably not even going to spend one billion so uh you know it basically if you take that and go all the way across uh you know take that across you know all the different sectors that are out there then then this is obviously going to pretend to be some bad news now the fangs the f in there is for facebook and we have facebook this is no surprise to anybody watching this right now and we'll start warning people who like or react to fake coronavirus news and so we've got facebook's going to start warning people uh you know have and i've already seen some people already post this where they posted something about the the c word and then all of a sudden you know it then goes and tries uh you know saying oh hey by the way you know we may have uh you know, you may have been sharing some fake news on there. And, and just to kind of back, you know, pivot again to unemployment, I did write a book called How It's Rigged the Economy. And one of the things that I mentioned in that in that booklet, and it's available for free. So if you guys actually want to text, the number is seven one four four one. So maybe if Nicole or if anyone else on our team is listening, if you guys can put this into the chat, seven one four four one. And then if you type change change the news, one word, it's going to get my presentation, my last two presentations from Anarcha Poco, which was one of them was on crisis retiring and how to retire before a, a crisis. So I gave that about twelve and a half months too early. And then the book, I mean, so the unemployment rate, they it's they it's counted a lot differently now than how it used to be counted. So let's say you used to have a job making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, you've got a job as an Uber driver. You're also, a, you know, a waiter, a waitress, and maybe a bartender. So you've got three jobs. Well, they will now count that as three jobs versus one job. Whereas in the olden days, what they would have done is said, okay, well, you've got, you know, a doctorate, you've got a high level, you know, engineering degree or something, and you know, now you're stuck being a waiter, a waitress, uh, and nothing against waiter, waitresses. My mom, you know, was waitress. So you know, so all of a sudden. Uh, 
you know, instead of you used to, that used to then be counting as unemployed. So if you, you know, had a high level degree and then all of a sudden you couldn't find a job relevant in your field, then that would count as you being unemployed. Now it counts as you being, not only does it count as you being employed, it counts as maybe having three jobs versus one job. They do the same thing with the inflation numbers, the same thing with the GDP data. That book is not necessarily even for the people watching. It's for your friends and family members. Uh, and it's, and, it, and I actually originally wrote it to dispel all the crap that was going on during the Obama regime. And now it's a book that basically can be used to refute everything that's going on with Trump. And I'm, I am sad to say, and you guys will see, I've got the Trump money gun behind me. So at some point when we start talking about money printing, maybe we can get that baby, uh, you know, back and, and fired up now. Uh, yeah, this is uh, some other uh, news over here we've got going on. Where well, it's like it's like the same cycle. I was going to say, you know, rinse and repeat. Bankers create a crisis. Bankers get bailed out. Bankers under Obama. <laughs> bankers create a crisis. Bankers get bailed out under Trump. Just limited money. Yeah, money, yeah just screw it. Might as well just blow my load right now. Joe Howard, by the way, has a very good question for us. And he says... Will there be inflation if the money is actually going into the top 1% and not following through the actual economy? I'm, I'm, by the way, looking at all of your specific questions that you guys are asking, we will be getting to all of them. I think that's a good question by Joe Howard. I know some individuals talking about hyperinflation was supposed to happen yesterday. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen any moment. You're going to be in a FEMA camp. We're not saying that here, but uh, I think Joe's question is relevant. What do you think uh, there, Tim? Well, I think that the inflation can go into maybe some basic needs. So, I mean, it could go into, you know, food, especially as we start seeing the you know supply chains breaking down. It could go into probably not could. It's probably going to go into financial assets. And so think of it like a game of Monopoly. You're, you know, you've got a banker. Let's say you start, I don't know what you start off with, 1500 bucks uh, back, you know, talk about inflation. That's what you start off with, 1500 bucks. So now, uh, you know, what would happen is let's say somebody goes and drops $10,000 on the board. Well, now you can start, you know, bidding up park plays and boardwalk and you know marvin's garden and all the other places because now you've got so much more money floating around in the economy so i think that that's what's going to be going on you're going to see financial assets getting bid up but you're probably actually in the in the short to intermediate period actually going to see deflation going on which is you know something that you know obviously the alternative media that i'm uh, sort of a contrarian when it comes to that now during now during the, the talk that i gave at anarcha poco afterwards there was an all speaker q a this is february 11th and somebody asked me, you know, what do you think is going to happen to Bitcoin? And what do you think is going to happen to the dollar during uh, during the financial crisis? And I'm in a room of contrarians and was giving a contrarian answer. And I go, well, I, I, would, I would actually expect Bitcoin to go down between 50 and 80 percent during the initial stages of a crisis. But then we would then the reaction to the crisis would then be to print so much money that 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 that, that reaction would then pretend into basically eventually having Bitcoin uh, skyrocketing on a long enough time horizon. Now, going into the dollar, I also said on stage that I thought that the dollar would actually strengthen during the initial phases of this. But eventually that strength would then lead to weakness because the problem is a lot of other countries. And this is a very, very high level, complicated subject. Uh, and so what would happen is that strength, if you're another country and you're borrowing in dollars, which usually other countries, a lot of them borrow in dollars. And so let's say the dollar goes up 20, 30 percent. Now you have to now your loan essentially costs. 20 or 30 percent more and i've and there's lots of examples that i can give of this so i mean you go back to germany they had a uh, a ren i'm trying to think the exact uh the exact uh lineage here but i th believe it was the gold mark ren mark reichmark deutschmark and so if you were sitting in into the gold mark uh basically what would happen is you know and back then a company like mercedes-benz was around so if you were invested into mercedes-benz stock your stock went from being priced in gold mark then being priced in ren mark then being priced in reichmark then being priced in deutschmark then being priced in the euro if you're holding on to those bonds 
bonds, those are wiped out. So I think, you know, a lot of fixed income assets, uh, eventually on a long enough time horizon, I think the cash is going to be worthless. But in the intermediate to short period, I think it's actually going to go up in value because everybody wants to take risk off the table, which means getting into cash, which means you're going to be more of a demand for cash. Uh, and so there's probably a really long, complicated answer, but it's a long, complicated subject. And you get a lot of people who just want to sell different newsletters or they just want to do, and I'm not making a knock on any one person here. Uh, but you're, but when you do that, you know, there's a certain mindset or people are selling gold. I mean, I get paid, uh, you know, managing people's money and I just want it to go up and I'm really agnostic in terms of what it's going into. I mean, obviously I don't want to support, you know, a lot of this, you know, the evil empire of stuff that's going on and I want to help protect people, uh, especially, you know, we are coming up, you know, we just had, you know, tax day yesterday, which I guess isn't tax day because now it's going to be July 15th. But yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I think you're going to see inflation in financial assets and you're eventually all of this, you're going to get way too cocky. Uh, you know, Trump and Mnuchin are talking about having 50, 100 year bonds and then having massive infrastructure plays and all. All this is letting you know while they get cocky you know the noose is getting tighter around her neck we're getting not suicidal by the way from you know the video we put out with uh you know bill gates and all the other stuff uh but yeah i mean that's i think yeah you're gonna see eventually see inflation in financial assets and that's why long term i am bullish on the stock market because on a long enough time horizon they're going to inflate that baby away uh in the german stock market basically it went from right around like 100 or 200 in 1912 1911 and then by 1922 it was like 22 million and then by 1923 it was like 27 million obviously i'm doing all this without notes right here a lot of a lot of stuff we're doing without notes but i did actually make a ton of notes for the bill gates video so when we have that one coming up uh you know prepared to uh you know, be wild for that one. So yeah, do we have any more, have any more questions on that? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Jack D says you can't bury Bitcoin in your backyard. Very good point there, Jack. But also, uh, I guess, guess how much money was siphoned away from Bitcoin to, to, to the special, uh, how, how many banks were bailed out with Bitcoin? Can you guess? Zero. <laughs> so that's also another important point. We got a couple questions. Also one by Logan five, who made a comment saying that quote, this is the slow boil. And I, and I do kind of more resonate with that. My financial advice, it's not, if I, we can't give financial advice, but, but if I was giving financial advice, it would be right now. Well, right I can't, now, I, can't if they, I can't, if they call me or they schedule with me. So I can immediately, immediately right now invest. Can you guess, can you guess in what? In yourself, in your health, making a farm, growing your own garden, being independent on your own self-sustainability. That, that's what I would definitely recommend and invest if I was a financial advisor. I am not. I'm not in that game. Maybe I could even start, me and Tim were even talking about me doing some courses and maybe even doing that. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know in the comment section below. But that's going to be the first segment for today as far as the financial stuff. It's already 1.22. We were planning to do this for an hour. We might do this for a lot longer because there's so many other that things. Was that was the appetite. That was like the tiny, tiny appetizer that I spent 1% of the time preparing for so oh, so i gotta yeah yeah i gotta clean up uh, you know after blowing my load and every time i i you know blow my load i'm like oh man why did i do that in, in, in more context than one uh to say the okay. least now uh, and we, yeah, we do have the trump keep america great again uh money gun coming at you so uh but yeah there we go but yeah let's uh we're gonna get ready for video two now Yes, get ready recorded. for video too. So much course. smoother transition this time. Uh, I don't know if you want me to kick it off or you kick it off or going into Bill Gates. You can kick it right off. Go ahead. All right. So what we are witnessing with uh, with Bill Gates is basically, you know, this rollout of a global technocracy. And, you know, essentially you've got, you know, a decades, uh, you know, interconnected web of eugenicists that have pretty much 
you know, been hell bent on population control. And I'm going to get into some of the proof of that. And when you think of, of technocracy, you're probably going to think of companies like, you know, Google, you know, Facebook, Apple, but, you know, not to be forgotten in, in, in this is tech pioneer Bill Gates. But, you know, to really to understand Bill Gates, you've got to understand Microsoft. And then to understand Microsoft, you really have to first, you know, start with IBM. So we're going to go over here to the screen and, and take a look at IBM. So IBM was founded by Thomas J. Watson. Thomas Watson was basically, he was crucial in uh, developing uh, technology for Hitler's concentration camps. In 1937, uh, Hitler even awarded him, so you see over here, even uh, even awarded him the, what was it called, the Order of the German Eagle. Uh, so, I mean, and actually Hitler ended up even creating a new award to give to Tom to Thomas Watson. So he, basically it's like sort of like our Presidential Medal of Freedom, uh, which, you know, now, you know, probably means nothing. You got guys like Joe Biden and stuff getting those, you know, types of awards. But with Watson, you know, what's crazy now is that he also has this, uh, you know, the, the now the new big IBM supercomputer is called Watson. And they're going to have that that is now going to be actually running the VA system. And so uh, essentially what they're what they want to do, and this is, you know, so sick that they have, you know, basically throwing it right in your face that they have a, a Nazi eugenicist like Thomas Watson, who now his supercomputer is going to be the supercomputer that they want to. And I see Luke trying to uh, trying to, to jump in over there. IBM's relationship towards Germany in World War II is absolutely shocking. And Especially you as being Polish. With you being Polish, they, I mean, they were setting up operations in Poland, uh, and IBM was to help categorize the Jews. And, like, so, the, so they're international. Categorize a database, collect a census, collect information about individuals, tracking, databasing them. I mean, IBM was way ahead of the curve, and, and they were exactly tied in with, of course, the German government uh, in their efforts during the 1930s in a very implicit way, to say the least. And when you really start diving deep into their exact relationship, um, you got to ask yourself some serious, serious questions about uh, IBM. Uh, keep going, Tim. Yeah, I got to ask yourself some serious questions indeed. And this is, you know, I did a little bit. So a lot of times with Luke and I do videos, it's, you know, I'm doing a million things. I'm, it's not my primary job. So, you know, the more clients we get, the more, you know, affiliates, and other sponsors that we get, the more time that we can have to do this type of deep dive research and not just, you know, reading off articles. So, uh, and I wish I could even get more time to even deep dive further into this. So to then, you know, back things up as to where the IBM and then Microsoft connection comes from, you actually then have to understand the guy that basically could have been Bill Gates which is a guy by the name of Gary Kittle. And uh, this was actually pretty fast. I watched this last night. It was a pretty fascinating, uh, you know, documentary uh, or like it was like a 20 minute YouTube video. Uh, I guess it's a 12 minute YouTube video on the guy that could have been Bill Gates. And so there's this guy, Gary uh, Kittle. And basically Bill Gates went up to Gary and said, uh, Microsoft or IBM came up to uh, Bill Gates and said, listen, we want you to help develop this uh, this operating system. And Bill Gates like, listen, that's sort of like out of my league, but I know another guy and the guy that can, can do this is Gary Kittle. So then Bill then calls up Gary and is like, hey, I'm on an NDA. I can't say who it is, but we've got some very, very important people that are going to come to your house. Like basically don't F this up, but like you need to be at your house. Well, Gary at the time was sort of like the, you know, the biggest name around in personal computing. And it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go fly my, uh, fly my plane. And so what, so, you know, we can play out a tiny bit of this right here. To visit. Because of the non-disclosure agreement, Gates couldn't reveal exactly who was coming to visit. Bill exclaimed, quote, treat them right, they're important guys, end quote. Unfortunately, Gary was a somewhat chilled out guy and didn't really get the full urgency of what Bill was warning. 
perhaps he thought it was just all right so i didn't i don't want to get any fair use stuff as we're going on here but then it goes on to say okay he was going and flying in his plane and then when he was so he wasn't there to take ibm's call his wife at the his wife who was also the president of the digital research group then went and said uh you know basically she wasn't willing to sign an nda she wasn't impressed with these guys from microsoft microsoft or sorry with guys from ibm ibm was getting pissed off with her pissed off with gary and said screw it we're going to go back to bill so then when bill gates uh you know they ibm went back to him the second time bill goes you know what yeah i can do it i know i know i know i know how to do this but he didn't know how to do it so what he ended up doing and this is very very sneaky and this is very very important to understanding you know who bill gates really is so what they ended up doing and i'm trying to find the web page over here so again i am doing this all in real time right here so what we saw was and this is from the digital research website in 1974 dr gary a kildall was while working for intel corporation created cpm as the first operating system for the new microprocessor. By 1977, CPM had become the most popular operating system OS in the fledgling microcomputer PC industry. The largest digital research licensee of CPM was a small company which started life as Traf Zero Data and is now known as Microsoft. In 1981, Microsoft paid Seattle Software Works for an unauthorized clone of CPM and Microsoft licensed this clone to IBM, which marketed as PC DOS on the first IBM PC in 1981 and Microsoft marketed it to other PC OEMs as MS-DOS. And so then if you actually then keep going on, uh, let me just get back over here. So then if you keep going on, uh, so that system he bought was actually called, uh, what was, it, was, it was called the Quick and Dirty Operating System or a QDOS. And then QDOS ended up becoming MS-DOS, Microsoft uh, then ended up Microsoft di Dirty Operating System, then ended up becoming Microsoft Disk Operating System, which then became Windows. And so I mean, Bill Gates did have a lot of foresight to then license this technology to other people. Uh, and, and then what ended up, and then if you guys want to know what ended up happening, you know, tragically to Gary is that Gary then ended up, you know, you know, basically he blew the biggest opportunity of several lifetimes and as you know, he battled depression and alcoholism and then ended up dying in a, uh, as a result of injuries from a bar fight that he got in the, in the mid nineties. So, you know, pretty tragic story, but you know, as we fast forward, uh, you know, this, this progression over here, we then have Mary Maxwell Gates, which is the mother of Bill Gates. And we see that she was an executive uh, where she served most notably with IBM CEO John Opel and was the first woman on the Interstate Bank of Washington Board of Directors. Her son, Bill Gates, is a co-founder of Microsoft. And actually, it's crazy enough, too. Her father was actually worked, uh, was actually a branch manager of one of the Federal Reserve branches, which I didn't even know that. So, I mean, Bill Gates is actually tied to the Federal Reserve, too, which, you know, you know, that's, you know, you know, I didn't even know that until yesterday. So here you have the mother of Bill Gates working on the board of IBM. And she was the one who then basically, you know, convinced IBM to then hire her son. And then you take a look at who her who her husband was or Bill Gates' dad, uh, which is Bill Gates II, more commonly known as Bill Gates Sr. And this guy was, I know, happened to be on the uh, sat on the board of directors of Planned Parenthood. Then we then take things over a little bit further and we've got... Uh, you know, we've got Margaret Sanger, who was the, the founder of Planned Parenthood. 
Margaret Sanger then, you know, famously said colored people are like human weeds and like weeds that need to be exterminated. And, you know, she talked about this. You know. Yeah, she, she was one of the most racist, like bigoted, like her her statements are just absolutely shocking. One of the biggest, per, you know, persons out there that's somehow being celebrated. She was, of course, also the one of the main people behind Planned Parenthood and also had very close relations to, of course, uh, the Germans in the 1930s as well, writing letters to a particular uh, chancellor all the way back in Germany. We, we have to be careful with what we say with the specific words here, but sorry, Tim, go right ahead. Yeah, no, and then not only not only that, but I mean, I think uh, it was a few years ago in 2016. Somebody asked Hillary who who, who like her top mentor was, and one of the, or people she looked up to, and one of the one of them was, uh, you know, yours truly, Margaret Sanger. And, uh, and and so sorry for being an Italian American. Sorry that I don't want my tax dollars being used to exterminate me. And then you know, part of their plan was, and I'm reading here off a quote. It says we should hire three or four colored ministers, preferably with social service backgrounds. And with engaging personalities, you know, so think of like the Al Sharptons and stuff of the day. The most successful educational approach to the Negro is through a religious appeal. We don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straight, straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of the more rebellious members. So then her grandson, this is, dude, this is so crazy. So then her grandson uh, I believe his name is Alexander uh, Sanger. Then goes on to marry the granddaughter of Thomas Watson. So Thomas Watson had had a son, and then his son, they got to inherit IBM. They didn't get, face any war crimes. Uh, you know, even though I mean, then again, you had the Bushes who were also funding you know the Nazis as well, and you got to go through Bank of International Settlements, and this is that's a whole other rabbit hole. Of, that's a problem in my mind is that there's so many rabbit holes. All this stuff goes into that this would be like a 50-hour broadcast if we went down every single rabbit hole. And so for the people watching, they're like, oh, well, you didn't say this, or you didn't say that. Like, I'm only one one guy over here. You know, there's only so much that you can say at one what one time. So then you, so it's just crazy that you have you know IBM, which is crucial in the Nazis and, and eugenics, and then you have Margaret Sanger that was crucial in eugenics, and then they ended up then teaming up by way of their grandchildren. Uh, you know, to, I'm sure to make the world, you know, a better place saying this, uh, and that was Jeanette Watson. And then now you got Bill Gates, who is essentially the world's most powerful doctor. And also, yeah, yeah, a not medical doctor. That's we, we, we also just launched a new shirt saying Bill Gates is not a medical doctor on our store, but also connected, of course, very well to Jeffrey Epstein, another eugenicist. If you look at what Jeffrey Epstein was, was into, especially with his plans on his New Mexico ranch when he was trying to breed women, yes, uh, it's well known in, in many circles. Jeffrey Epstein was one of the biggest eugenicists out there meeting with many of the top scientists top minds, find, uh, funding experiments that we can't even uh, talk about on this particular YouTube channel. But one of the people he was meeting with secretly was, of course, Bill Gates. And Bill Gates lied, lied to the American public, to the people about his relationship, which we later found out was a lot closer than he let on to. First, he lied about it. Then he said, oh, it was just a few meetings. His lifestyle was, quote, intriguing. That's what he said, Bill Gates. And, and now we are finding out that there were many meetings uh, and their relationship was a lot closer than other people previously thought. What happened during those meetings? What was discussed? We still don't know, Tim. 
Yeah, we uh, we don't know. And so, I mean, a lot of my focus yesterday and last night was on, you know, the early run up to Bill Gates, really trying to understand who he was getting into some of these other connections. And so I feel like that was the more research part of what I, uh, you know, had to talk about. So, you know, feel free to jump in at any time over here. And you see that, you know, Luke and I are not, you know, doing tons of show prep in terms of what we're, you know, censoring me and what I can say and can't say. So, you know, I really do appreciate that. But, you know, as we're going on, you know, meet the world's most powerful doctor, Bill Gates. And this was an article out of Politico a few years ago go and then you've got uh let's let's just play this one out for just a few seconds from cnn so the who is a credible institution that has helped us through other pandemics yeah the who is a credible institution that's helped us out through other pandemics and then you see over here trying to think why i had this one on here oh yeah you've got you know obviously you know they're big behind you know trying to fund a lot of vaccine movements because they care about so many people in africa and southeast asia and that and and sorry, okay. just, and of course, you got Bill Gates Sr. over here. You know, of course, you got to get the photo op with like the poor black kid and the other minority in there. So then that way, you know, we get this whole PR rollout of how much they care about everybody. Sorry, Luke. I mean, I was just going to say, sticking to, to Bill Gates, there's so many unanswered questions. There's still so much that he hasn't told the truth about. There's still so many strange connections. And again, also point out the fact that this is a man that's known for creating a computer plagued by viruses that now the mainstream media is talking about that's going to save us from this, this you know virus. I mean, there's a lot of doubt that should be casted here. And of course, a lot of people know this, even though the mainstream media is reporting him as this kind of savior. I would be more skeptical of that label. I would be more uh, I would be more inclined to question him. And that's what a lot of people are doing. If you go to his Instagram page, I, I sent it to you in the show prep and you, you click on any link. Let's just read off some of the comments here because it's absolutely insane <laughs> to see the response that people are giving Bill Gates on his Instagram page, uh, which, by the way, Bill Gates is actively deleting a lot of the comments. And people are just coming back stronger than ever. And, uh, I mean, the comment section, it's just a full-on information war happening right now on Instagram right now. And if you have some time to, to go over some of the comments, I think it would be very worthwhile and entertaining to do so, Tim. Yeah, we have we have some of these over here. So uh, let me just let me just go back up to the top and start reading this. My fr I'm not logged into Instagram, so I got what we can do over here. Blah 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 blah. You're a disgrace to the human race. Hope you rot in solitary confinement. Arrest Bill Gates. Uh, keep your all money, of them, keep your but vaccine. it's not. It's not like it's not like there's like a one good one. No, it's we not like there's, there's like yay, Bill. We like you, Bill. No, this is my first a... time pulling it up, but this was not like uh, we did not cherry pick this. I just pulled it up right now from uh, yeah, one. One of them says, "I won't stop posting." Together we rise again. They're actively deleting these. I've been on this since I woke up in the morning, and I and I was like, let me just see. I'm curious what's going on there, and I posted some on on Twitter. Some of the responses. And wow, are they brutal to say, let's go over some of them. Doesn't mean we endorse them. We're just reading some of the comments here. That's it. Sick, sick demon, uh, pedovore, uh, Somebody said Pinovore. I've never heard of Pinovore. Yeah, Again, a family-friendly show. we got to watch out for some of the language here. Uh, so let's just keep that. Okay. Well, uh, I don't, I'm not logged into Instagram, so that I, there's like limited to, uh, you know, amount that I can, that'll let me, that the powers that be will let me scroll. But I mean, some of the other things. One of them, one of them says right now, I'll just read off some of them really quickly. Uh, and again, you deleted my comment twice, question mark. <laughs> uh, deleting comments faster than they appear. 
That's what's happening right now. Uh, I won't stop posting together. We rise. These comments are everything. Someone go make a citizen's arrest of this fraud. I am so proud of the underdogs right now. Y'all pushed us too far. Uh, and again, um, one of the reasons why you're kind of also seeing limited comments is because they're just getting deleted right in front of our eyes. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just refreshing them right now. Another one. I'm so happy to see all the warriors on the front lines of consciousness. Let's go. Uh, you can delete our comments, but you can't delete what you have done. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, there's also, uh, to be fair, there's a lot of also disinformation about bill gates that's not true that's that that's released as kind of a psyop as kind of a disinformation warfare me and tim were talking about this earlier uh because one way to discredit any legitimate criticism is to put out fake crazy criticism that associates everyone with that criticism with that crazy person and a lot of times that crazy person is sometimes legitimately crazy and, there, and there's there's people that are crazy but other times that person is someone working for that person protecting their identity this is what pr agencies are doing in the business as a way to deflect against rational real serious issues what you heard here what you heard tim report on what tim provided the historical background the important question again that's data that's that's important no, no skeptic no no theories here we're not going to say that we believe in something here there, there there's you know some doubt that should be had there should be a conversation there should be some legitimate hard questions asked to bill gates but there's also a lot of dangerous disinformation that is absolutely not true that is there to muddy the waters uh but overall uh there should be a lot of serious questions against uh bill uh gates to say the least especially if you look i mean the world's richest person what one of the world's richest persons out there that we know uh, of that we know of uh, didn't get there by by being goody two shoes didn't get there by being nice he got there by being cutthroat in the corporate industry filled with sociopaths who are usually on top of uh industries stealing people's technology I mean, he stole Gary basically stole gary kiddall's technology i mean that's i mean, I mean gary had some of the problem himself because he uh you know wasn't really a business guy and didn't you know didn't care but at the same point uh, you know, Bill Gates, we, it's important to go over his, you know, his pedigree and his history. And we see, and this is from the GatesFoundation.org website, uh, that they were claiming uh, that this is going to be the decade of vaccines. And, and I believe it was like the previous decade, starting in 2010. So we have on screen here, the collaboration follows the January 2010 call by Bill and Melinda Gates for the next 10 years to be the decade of vaccines. The global vaccine action plan will enable greater coordination across all stakeholder groups, national governments, multilateral organizations, civil society, the private sector, and philanthropic organizations, and will identify critical policy resource and other gaps that must be addressed to realize the life-saving potential of vaccines. And now there is a decade of vaccines. Collaboration includes a leadership council. And would you want to take a guess, Luke, who might be on that leadership council? Do you want to take a guess? Because that person that might be on the leadership council might be Dr. Anthony S. Fauci, director of the NAID, part of the National Institute of Health. So there you go, you know, direct connections between Fauci. And now I wish we had that picture pulled up where it shows, uh, you know, Fauci and Gates walking together. And it says something like this should be the most, you know, terrifying, you know, photo uh, or at least, you know, it's a, I guess it lets people know if I guess if you're woke or not, if you understand what that is. So now we've got uh, going over to the World Health Organization. They were started by the U.N., and then, you know, who's the UN? Okay, you know, go to the front, go to the uh, go to their building, and they've got 
a statue in front, which is a Colt 45 with a barrel wrapped up. So basically they want to eradicate all small arms, all firearms. They want to create a prison planet that not being uh, facetious or you know hyperbolic at all about this. Then you get into, okay, who you know helped create the UN? Getting into Sir Julian Huxley. I mean, I'm not even going to you know, call him Sir Julian Huxley. So you got Huxley. He's the brother of Aldous Huxley. Aldous Huxley is the one who wrote Brave New World. So a lot of guys might know about that. And Huxley was also a prominent member of the British Eugenics Society and was its president from 1959 to 1962. And this gets into, there's so many rabbit holes we get into in terms of like Fabian socialism and, you know, and like even like, uh, what is it? Uh, the guy who wrote 1984, uh, it wasn't Orwell. I mean, so Orwell, his actual pen name was really Eric Blair. I actually don't have any notes on this right now, but Eric Blair was also part of this whole Fabian socialism and he wasn't able to predict it. He was part of the people who were programming this. And then he, then I believe he even passed away not too long after 1984 was even published. You know, so there's, I don't have, I don't have notes on that. It wasn't really just one of the rabbit holes that I decided. The answer to 1984 is, what is it? I was gonna say I was gonna make a joke with 1976. And that's the exact number of viewers that we have right now joining us. Thank you, all you amazing people and patriots that are here with us. Oh, it just went down. <laughs> but it's just 1776. Sorry, I just got distracted by okay. that. Anything Check. else you want to say about Bill Gates before we move on to the last story that we yeah, want to talk bit, about? Yeah, a tiny bit, a tiny, a tiny bit more. So, you know, as we're going back looking on screen here. Global health experts advise advanced planning for inevitable pandemic. And if there's one message that I want to, and this is with, uh, you know, Fauci over here saying, uh, saying this in January 12th, 2017. If there's one message that I want to leave you with today, based on my, ex based on my experience, it is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases. Fauci said, you know, how, how convenient. In addition to the upcoming inauguration of President Trump, the event's timing coincided with leadership changes at major global health organizations, including the UN, World Bank, WHO, and Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, making this an important moment for pandemic preparedness. And lastly, it's hard to think of a more important time for this kind of meeting and for the activism and a willingness to speak out in the public health community and the global health community that is right now on the eve of Donald Trump becoming our next president. And let's see what else I got here. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to point out the CDC is actually a uh, private organization. I see somebody call me. I uh, got to stop. Sorry about that. We are live. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about Event 201 because obviously Bill Gates was, yeah. uh, you know. Well, I, did, I did a video about that. And a lot of people go say that, you know, this is it. This is it. I mean, there, there's some pragmatism that needs to be kind of addressed with that event too. Uh, but overall, you know, something that we should definitely look at with Dr. Fauci's involvement in there. Uh, I made a full video about that a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to try to find it right now. Uh, well, right now, I'm, I'm, I've got it pulled up to the We Are Change channel. I want to also direct people to Microsoft does not want you to see this. So the other day, Luke and I did a video, which was on uh, basically, the, the, there's so many connections here. You have Marina Abranovich, which you know, many of you may know is a spirit cooking lady. If you don't know what we're talking about, then you definitely have to watch that video. And so then Microsoft yeah. on Easter weekend decided that they would feature somebody who you know would write on the wall that we that were painting in blood and semen. and have We need a correction cooking. because I, it was released on Good Friday, by the way. I said, I said weekend. I said Easter okay, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you, you had the fake news there. I covered myself with saying. No, Easter no, I'm weekend. just making it. I'm just Sorry. making a correction. Just making sure people know because in the video I said this video was you know just released. I just want to make sure. I, I'm always super paranoid. I'm like, wait, did I get this right? Did I not get this right? I, I, no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes, but I just wanted to clarify that. Sorry, go ahead. 
Okay, and uh, and now you're not even making mistakes with my last name as much as usual too. So you are people are there. there is and I, I, I wasn't even trying. I wasn't even trying, Tim. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sorry. There's like a weird kind of like I don't know. Maybe I got hit in the head too much as a kid fighting in New York City and in Brooklyn, and just uh, that portion of my brain just somehow got affected and all that. By the way, I, I'm sending the video right now in the chat room. It's Bill Gates and pandemic warnings. What you're not being told. Where I specifically went over event 201, and I went showed videos uh, of the actual event and the major talking points. And one of the biggest ones was about limiting quote fake news and pushing authoritative sources. And again, if if you look at the mainstream media and the way that they approach this, if you look at the World Health Organization, the way they approach this, these authoritative sources um they definitely shouldn't be trusted at all sorry and um, I, I, don't, I don't see that in the in the chat did you put it into the uh change the news chat i just i just sent it i just sent it to the chat room right now i got another question by 85xxs is luke a mason no i'm not a mason not a freemason got no rings you won't see any secret illuminati sign language here from me not a freemason are you a freemason tim no, uh, okay, not good. All right. Sorry. I cut you off. I cut you off. We're like directed and deflected in so many different ways. We still have one more video to go. Um, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, not a, not a, not a Freemason at all. Uh, yeah. So I guess the only thing somebody could give me is my last name translates into the bottom rank of La Cosa Nostra if I had an O at the end. So, but obviously that none of that, uh, Pachoto is, is the bottom rank of La Cosa Nostra, the rank of Hitman. So better watch out, pronounce my name, Luke. I've got a money, I've got a money gun. I've got a money gun. I've got a money gun over here. Pachoto, Pachetti, Pachet. We've got, I like, I like the nickname Gulag Pachet. People are asking, does Tim have a channel? Yes, Tim does have his own channel. Uh, Tim, before you give out your channel, or you could even put it in the comments if you want, so people could find you and your own stuff. Me and Tim are mainly working on a backup channel right now called Change the News. It's a second channel that we're working on, mainly because this channel is demonetized. This channel has been hit very aggressively. I'm going to put in the Change the News channel right now in the comments section. Also in there, you could you could go into the live chat. And that is our second channel that me and Tim are working on doing other videos on since this channel, you know, heavily censored, fully demonetized, always attacked by YouTube. Tim, put your channel into the uh, comments and um, yeah, no, we just we just got it up on the on the comments and would appreciate, you know, anyone who wanted to go. So if you just type in the Liberty Advisor, it's probably probably easier than, uh, you know, put, typing in my name, but the Liberty Advisor will get you there up until literally two months ago. I only had like 50 people on here. So definitely appreciate everyone that's helped out. Now I do have now this sounds like a crazy freaking claim. If you watch this tip it show was right video, you will see that on like September 16th, 2016, I had a video saying that Trump is going to win and they're going to blame it on the Russians. It's literally like a two minute video that I did. Then also I had a fake news list go super viral on Facebook. They ended up since taking it down, but it was just literally just called fake news list had uh, like 30 different, you know, fake news organizations. And so just like the tiny bit of background on me is that I, I, you know, I was pissed off at the libertarian party. I, you know, I saw that they were talking about, you know, banning guns and banning. And uh, as soon as they talked about banning guns, that's when I decided to go jump ship. I tried to support Donald Trump. And then I created a page August 28th, 2016. By the week of the election, I was reaching millions of people. And then the day, wouldn't you know that the day I had a fake news list, I had 1,200 new subscribers. And then the very next day, I've been at negative ever since. So I've, I have literally have less people following me now than two months after my page was created on Facebook, which is 100% shadow banned me on there. If I go live on a video there, like literally 10 people will see it. But I had, I mean, that sounds like a crazy claim. If you want to find someone- sounds like, that, that sounds like Josh numbers. 
Uh, any, <laughs> no. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, uh, just one thing before you before you finish off here. Uh, when you play videos, I'm not able to hear it. We still have one more one more topic to go over. Is there any way you could play the video so I could hear it and then finish off here? Sorry. Yeah, it takes a lot of skill to be able to do that because I've got I've got a scene switch and go through Zoom and then do and then switch on the fly. So the people are watching they won't know what's going on, but but here behind the scenes, if you guys see it, uh, the wrong screen for a second, it's because uh, it's very hard to do on the fly while also talking. To, but yeah, we can we can we can. So this is going to be our last segment. Uh, so yeah. um, 